Hi, and welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast, where we talk about all things flute and answer your questions live on YouTube. If you want to help us out, be sure to subscribe to our channel and add us to your podcast feed over on iTunes or Google Play. And if you want to represent TFC, head over to our merch store for t-shirts, stickers, mugs, and posters. You can go to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash the flute channel. Finally, if you're looking into buying a flute, be sure to check out the Flute of New York at flutesforsale.com. With our code TFC at checkout, you'll be able to try up three flutes or piccolos, and whichever instrument you choose, you get an extended 18th month warranty on it. So be sure at checkout to put in the special code TFC at flutesforsale.com. Now on with the show. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Emily. How's it going, Emily? Good. How are Good. you? Um, so yeah, um, what we're going to do is, uh, we have a couple questions here. Um... And then we're going to be answering your questions live today. Um, first question is basically, we'll talk about, what was it here? Rachel, it was about the Maya. Uh, they ordered Maya for two flutes, and they're just wondering on some tips to learn that piece. What do you, uh, I know you played it last year. Yeah, last with, summer. With uh, Alexa. Well, I don't know. Um... Like in any chamber music, if, if it's rhythmically correct, it's easier to put together. Right. And then also try to uh, always know if you're playing the melody or the um, the counterpart, you know? Yeah, Because exactly. if you're playing, I think there are six tuplets, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I think or... so. I think there is, yeah. There's yeah. like a bunch of stuff. We don't have the score with us right now. Cause, but, then uh, you're, yeah. you're, you know, you should be softer than, than the melody. You're just... Oh yeah, that's true. The counter melody. That's so true. Yeah, and also um, there's little glissandos in that piece. Yep. There's and I think it's between high D and high E, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So you just slide, really. Mm-hmm. You slide your finger, so you 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 play your high D, then you slide your uh, ring finger. And you can put, uh, but really it works even if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. You can put down your your index so you can play an A, and you you play the harmonic of the A, which is the high E. I think it's pretty much that the. the That's the big um, one, yeah. Is there one between F and E? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it is. There is. There so is. I think there's one between F and E. You play the F, and then you slide your, you know, you, you go yeah, down little... very slowly to add your your middle mm-hmm. finger. And you don't cover the hole right away. Mm-hmm. If you have an open flute hole, I guess if you go very slow. Yeah, it's possible. Or you can yeah. also use the angle, you know. Mm-hmm. I also use. Uh, but then when you, if you if you bring it down, then when you really hit the note, you have to bring it back up right away, because you don't want your E to be flat. You don't, you don't want a flat yeah, E, you exactly. want to, you know, same with the, the other one you can do. But after that, you have to go back to, uh-huh. the, to the real note. So you have to readjust very quickly. I don't know if it's clear what I mean by that. You can, you can use the, the angle of the air to lower the pitch. But when you get to the real note, you have to bring it back to normal. Because mm-hmm. you don't ha- want a high E or a low E or, you know, you want it 
in tune as much as possible. So that's it, really, I think. Yeah, yeah for now. We and listening, make a to each other, listening to each other a lot. To make yeah. it sound like this one sound, you know, really yeah. blending. Yeah, it's a real piece that requires a lot of blending. So, like, maybe even record yourself off a cell phone and listen together and make notes. Yeah. Because external ears in front also could make a difference on how you eventually play the piece. And we, we don't he- <clears throat> we don't hear ourselves yeah. the way the way we when we're playing because when we're playing we have this um, this perception but then when we record ourselves it's different so it's always good to do it yeah, it's, it's the same yeah. when your teacher imitates you right yesterday I had a student and I she was pushing the air let's say she was playing piano but after a few notes she would start pushing the air and then um, it wasn't piano anymore uh-huh And I imitated her and she was like, oh my God, I've been doing this for decades. And I, I didn't know. Right. And just by Mm -hmm. knowing now it's taken care of. Mm -hmm. But sometimes recording yourself does that too. Because you listen like, oh, what is it exactly that? Oh, it's that. It's that. Sometimes it's, it's easier to have someone else say, here's what you're doing Mm -hmm. sometimes you hear there's a problem you don't know what it is then you might need someone else to find it for you exactly yeah but when i learn chamber music or any music i tend to record myself Mm -hmm. and listen oh yeah Yeah. that tend to as well too but it's true that that piece in particular is really a piece about blending Mm -hmm. the sounds together yeah because it's slow and it's got this and even with the piano really it's Mm -hmm. about blending Reminds me of Moldau a little bit because it's the whole blending of two flutes type of thing making it sound like it's one seamless flute and then there's a solo line eventually over it. Totally. And, uh, yeah. You have to give it to each other, you know, to just hand it. Yeah, totally. So hopefully that answered your question. Um, And also trying to find, you know, images Mm -hmm. or um, some inspiration in some movements mm-hmm. or some images or some taste or smells or whatever uh, something peaceful i would say something mm-hmm. um eternal eternal yeah. and stuff like that like yeah floating yeah you know. um back to that inner voice thing it's also like with your own voice i've always feel like we always think we sound a specific way but when we hear ourselves talking yeah. we have a different perception so it's like it's a, a head voice so there's like head voice head flute all that stuff it's kind of interesting yeah yeah so it's always good to record yourself so you can understand what are your tendencies how do you do things because we think we know but then maybe we don't maybe we do though maybe by chance we do so hopefully that answers your question rachel uh we might uh do a little walkthrough of that one day about a little playthrough together because we need two players to play that for just practicing duo edition, mm-hmm. duet edition. Um, I have a heart, uh, Grace Puppikowitz. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. I'm having a hard time picking out music for my auditions. Any tips? Auditions for what? Probably, there's probably, yeah, auditions for what? If you're still in the podcast, let us know what. Uh, is it Grace. university? Is yeah, it is a university? high school band? Is yeah. It... Well, usually, like, it's so, it, it depends, uh, like, and are you hesitating between different pieces? Right. What are the requirements? Yeah, what are the requirements? If is there it are one any. piece? Is it two pieces? If, if it's yeah. more than one, they should be contrasting. Yeah. Don't take, let's say, two pieces that are slow in 3-4. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Try to find stuff that is uh, contrasting. So one slow, one fast. Mm-hmm. Not two Baroque. One Baroque, one modern, mm-hmm. or one classical, one... You know, yeah. contrasting. So you can show... 
different aspects of your playing. Right. If it's all legato and you didn't show your articulation or, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So I guess that's a first start. Also, try to find something that you feel that you're going to be strong at. That's always a good positive thing to bring into an audition and not pick something that's very difficult and it was difficult from day one and then right to the audition it's still difficult. Pick something that's going to be something that you're going to really show off because that's what I think all the time. Like You don't want to yeah. go over too over your head uh, to impress it because also, they're playing this piece, yeah. you know? It also um, depends how much time you have to learn Exactly. It, if you're a fast learner. Yeah. And but also, yeah. there are pieces that sound hard yep. and are not that hard. Yep. Those are usually good for audition. Yeah, totally. Because you're not playing. You're usually not playing with a piano in auditioning. It depends. Depends, but I've most, had yeah. Both. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, and also auditions also tend to be a bit short. So like, you don't tend to play the whole entire sonata. You t- usually, you, they know yeah. after a few seconds. They yeah. know what are your usually. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I would say I would say make your beginnings of every piece very strong because, um, like I said, it's a good impression. You want to leave a good impression. They usually as well. Yeah, um, they usually know after a phrase or two. It's yeah. not just about having your beginning of the piece strong. It's also about making sure the first note is articulated correctly. Mm-hmm. Because right away, you know, they, first, they see yeah. all your your flaws and your yeah in one phrase. They can hear it if if your air is not. Um, constant if the first note is not clear sometimes we don't put enough pressure we don't back with enough pressure so it goes you know the sound is not all there at once so that's something to work on Um, good rhythm too rhythm is probably the first thing i think they they hear first really the rhythm if it's not solid the rhythm i know a lot of people that have great rhythm when i was in hearing auditions but their sound was not so good or or maybe they weren't uh, holding a phrase properly, but they got picked to be in that wind band because their rhythm was solid and straight, and they would work on sound inside the ensemble. Of course, uh, yeah. a band if you, you need yeah. you need rhythm. Yeah, you need if rhythm. The band yeah. is not together rhythmically, then you're right. done. <laughs> totally, totally, <laughs> you totally. You can't do anything. But about there's it. so many different things, and it depends on the person who's adjudicating you. Yeah. So basically, you just have to do what, um, like we were just saying. Um, but you don't know if, if like they that. might make, yeah. make you play the whole We just piece. don't know. Yeah, we just don't so know. So have it prepared. Repre- prepare the beginning and not no, care about I'm the not end. That, that would be but I mean, like having, yeah. But I mean, like, prepare the whole piece, but expect that you're only going to play... Expect not to play the whole thing as well. Prepare the whole thing, but don't be shocked because a lot of people, they come out, they're like, oh, they didn't let me play through the whole piece. I yeah, always it, hear those it doesn't things, mean it's you know? a bad thing. Doesn't they mean it's didn't a bad thing. let you play the whole piece because yeah. they know after very little time they know your level. Plus, yeah. And, and they have a lot of people in line. It's just a time management thing. Yeah. They might think you're amazing and they made you play it only a minute. Yeah, and it's exactly. totally fine. They don't yeah. need more than a minute to know your to assess your level. But I would have to think like the the top five pieces I think that I hear all the time in auditions. Uh, minus excerpts, which I think we're going to talk about excerpts as well, too. Somebody else talked about excerpts. But uh, I would say, like, what? You know, uh, Mozart, D major, or G major as a little exposition. Uh, Poulenc, maybe, if it's for, like, something. Poulenc, first movement. Yeah, Poulenc, first movement. Chaminade. Um, Chaminade. Maybe the second. Is it the second or third movement of Prokofiev that goes da da dum? Yeah, it's Prokofiev Sonata. Yeah, some people play that. That's like, I've, I've only heard that a couple of times, but yeah, it's true. You're right, that one. Because that's a bit show off, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a bit show off. Uh, well, that's show off, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, 4A fantasy, I hear, I used to hear a lot. Yeah. Because it's short, it's five minutes. Also, an esco cantabile presto. Yep. You can show your double yeah. tongue in there. Those two last pieces we just mentioned, they're all in one book uh, by Louise Moyes. He made a, 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 like, I think eight or nine pieces all together. It's a, the French book. Uh, it's called the French Composers. French Composers. Uh, French Music by French Composers book or something like that. <coughs> and it's quite good. Um, oh, it's it's one. It, if you go to Sheet Music Plus or anything, it's the number one piece. Flute so. music by French composers. Yeah, flute like music that. by French composers, something like that. Yeah. And those are all. Those are all. Most of them were all con- concours uh, competition pieces for the Paris Conservatory. Concours is not a competition. Concours is when you finish your your conservatory. Okay. It's your last recital. They mm. call it concours. Mm-hmm. It's like a master's degree, or you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's concours. Right. And there then, was a test, yeah. They that's would, kind of, a, it's a test. It's a test piece that's usually written that year, too, of that, that yeah. year at that time. So. Yeah, they had a piece every year. Yeah, Dutu even wrote one, too. Sonantine was actually that. Yeah, Dutu, Sonantine. 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 Sonantine as well. All those, uh, those, those are, are all, nice pieces, Those are all too. nice pieces that, that people play all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's, there's, like, a there's so and many. Griff's Poem is one of the big American ones that a lot of people play for auditions. And it's very beautiful. But then again, you yeah. have to figure out, do they want to, two yeah. contrasting pieces? Or if they want one, two, yeah. two contrasting. If they just want one, then pick something. You know, and pick yeah. something you like that you will make sound nice. Yeah, make it sound nice. Know? Exactly. So hopefully that helps answer your question, uh, Grace. Uh, also, there's, yeah, if you're in, you know, high school, you know, there's a lot of like very, like I said, we just mentioned a lot of those pieces. They're very approachable. Yeah, so yeah. if if your, your level is a bit lower than those pieces, you have um, some Vivaldi concertos like yeah. the El Cardellino. It's it's pretty yeah. good for competitions like Bach as well. I know a lot of people in high school used to play Danse de Chèvre all the time for auditions. Yeah, it's a solo piece. There's also some Telemann. Oh yeah, Sonata. Fantasy the Sonatas. There's one in F major that goes. I think I've heard that more than anything in all of music. Like I've heard that a lot. It's an amazing piece for 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 that. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, all those sonatas, you take an allegro movement and you you learn it well, <laughs> and then you know you're yeah, good. Exactly. So hopefully that answers your question, uh, Grace. Um, how? Okay. Oh my gosh, there's so many questions now. It's crazy. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Um, I'm curious about how much uh, Sigurd is wondering. I am curious about how much time people normally spend to work on an etude. I know the answer depends on difficulty, but I pick something at the right level. How much work time is normal? I know we both have two different approaches to this for sure, but uh, you can go first. Okay. Yeah. They both are. They both work. I think because I yeah, it's etudes are fun. I like etudes. Well, for me, it depends. But when I had to learn difficult ones in university, and they were two page long, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a system to be efficient, so I would start by looking at if the the beginning was coming back. Mm. So then I would write that down because very often it's ABA, uh-huh. and so if the beginning was coming back, I would check until when, and then I would just put little brackets just to know that this part I didn't have to learn twice. Right, and then I would learn by section. Mm-hmm. So I would learn one section and practice it in a loop. Uh-huh. So take, let's say, three lines and practice one line, th- 
three times, second mm. line three times, and go like this. And mm. then the next day I would go three lines at a time, you know, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't redo the part that's coming back because I already know it. So mm. that was the learning part. And uh, how long would that usually take? I had a study a week. Yeah, study you know? a week. That's a, so, yeah. Huh. And um, I that was efficient for me because also um, I think I've said that before, but the memory you have your working memory and you have your long-term memory and when you learn anything it's a good thing to know that your short-term memory your working memory cannot hold that much information at once mm -hmm. so if you play the whole etude from beginning till end at the end when you start over again you don't remember the whole thing you might remember the beginning and the mm -hmm. end but in the middle it's a bit uh, foggy mm -hmm. Because you can't remember all that. But if you repeat a smaller section, then that becomes... Embedded. That can go in your mm -hmm. long-term memory, which is infinite, you know. Right. Or an element becomes bigger. Mm -hmm. Instead of a note, it becomes a bar or it becomes, you know. <coughs> so elements are grouped. <coughs> when you work like that, you group elements right it's also a big thing when you learn something to try to group things because if you think about each note separately it's a lot for your brain to uh to manage but if you group um let's say five notes going up into one word if you may say mm -hmm. then a frequent pattern yeah you, you learn mm -hmm. you learn patterns and then those patterns become elements then you you don't have seven notes you have seven patterns mm -hmm. so it's you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. that's how I would do it and then at the end I would just practice the whole thing to be able to practice to play it from beginning till end without stopping you know but uh -huh. I would learn by little pieces back then and I thought it was it was efficient it was more efficient than doing beginning till end beginning till end and always make the same mistakes in the same spots uh -huh. and also if I made a mistake I would redo the line three times or redo the phrase uh -huh. you know yeah, uh, but it's both. You know, you still have to practice playing the whole thing. And if it's very easy, I don't have to do that. I do that when it's more difficult, mm -hmm. because then I I need more. I need to be more. Um, uh, how do you say that? Um, systematic. Okay. You yeah. Know, when mm -hmm. I have little time to learn something difficult, I try to be mm -hmm. more systematic. Yeah, that's very good. Interesting. Yeah, totally. You can mm -hmm. also, if, if it's not that difficult, you can play the whole thing. And when you make a mistake, then you repeat that part. Mm -hmm. This way you don't repeat to repeat. If sure. It's, if you can play it right away. But how much time it should take, it depends on the difficulty. But Yeah. There's so many things to, about that, you know, and that question is, um, you know, there's thousands and thousands of etudes. So, you know, I can, I can understand how, how overwhelming it might feel when people are trying to pick, especially if you don't have a teacher or even if you do have a teacher, but I mean, like, there are great books uh, that go in, go in uh, from easy to the end gets hard. So there are a lot of good books like that. There's the Melodious and uh, the, the Melodious Exercises by Cavalli. He has like three sets of them. And they go from big, you know, they go from yeah. easy at the beginning and uh, hard at the end. And it's easy, from different. There are, the there's a, one, the first one's a, there's a, there are, he does do it in difficulty levels. Yeah. yeah, but, so, yeah. but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Cavalli, the first one is for beginners. No, no, no. I no, wouldn't say that at all. It's not easy, easy. No, no, like no, no, it's no. intermediate. Intermediate. The first yeah. one is intermediate. And then 
it goes all the way to advanced. But for what uh, I think he was saying is this is wondering about how to pick because of difficulty. I think the easy, easy ones like Altez has a book that's for beginners uh, as well. And Garibaldi. So also as well. Yeah. They have beginner, beginner books that are super, okay. super, super simple. Because um, the verbier I played were more advanced. Yeah, because there's yeah, because there's there, different sets. There's different know? sets. There's very and these are all can be found on IMSLP. Um, I think we should also find out a way and make a beginner version because a lot of people get uh, when you search it online, you find Cavalli book because it's been around so much and it's it starts really at a low intermediate and not at yeah. a beginner. But um, if you're looking for something like that's going to be progressive. Those are great progressive books for people who are an intermediate level. Um, you can find those. I know a lot of people treat etudes very differently, um, and it will go against, uh, you know, how people do it. I know there's also etude. Uh, there's also a group right now on Facebook called Etude of the Week, which has everybody recording uh, an etude and they work on it for a week. It's on Facebook. It's on Facebook though. That's why, yeah, yeah, it's it's on Facebook. And you can join that group and work on these etudes. Some of them are hard. Some of them are easy. Most of them are in the intermediate difficulty level and, and advanced. But um, I knew a lot of people that took etudes as sight reading exercises solely. And never like was in the mindset that it would be performance ready. Because they always wanted to improve their sight reading. But that was mostly when... Uh, they were already established. They already could play at a very good level. So they just wanted to be able to sight read better because their sight reading wasn't as 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 good as their preparing level, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but even yeah. if you even if you learn it, the point is not to play it for a month. The point is yes, to learn. That's right. Even it's if disposable. it's not perfect, yeah. after a week, try to change. Yep. Except if really, really, there's something in that etude that is worth working on for you. Right. But if right. not, you, sh- you should change. Yeah. But just by learning something new each week... Yep, that's it. Your sight reading level will increase. Exactly. By itself. Exactly. But maybe also, if it's a good idea to tr- try to sight read through the first time. Yeah, the first time. Then we can practice Then practice. Skills. Yeah, that's another this cool good you, tip to do. You, yeah. you, you kind of get a big picture of it, and then you start yeah. picking. I'm like, I already know this, really, because I know these patterns. Yeah. And... Um, Another thing yeah. I used to do a lot is practice without my flute. You know, yeah. just read it. Yeah, just read it. I, I put it in I, bed I do as the well. Fingerings like this. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was uh, even. I think you saw it, but I don't know if I have it anymore. But I had the the big giant etude book, and it was like this thick, and I printed out all the etudes from uh, from um, from Anderson to everyone. It was everyone. So. And it was huge. And I would literally have that book beside my bed and I would read through etudes without my flute all the time. Just be like, oh, this, I wonder what this would sound like yeah. or whatever. I would ne- Maybe I never went to that piece, you know, maybe I never went to that piece eventually. Maybe I just you read mean, it in you bed. You never played it. Yeah, I never played I it, am. you know, because I was just reading through, get my eyes to understand uh, note structures and stuff like that. That yeah. helps, I think, a lot. But treat, I, I, I would encourage, for me, I like, tre- I've always been told and I feel it's true that they're disposable pieces. After a week, Put them away. Get another one. Put them away because the there's so that, many of them. The point of that is to right. sight read better. Yeah. It's to learn faster. Yeah. And particular styles. So you styles. shouldn't just you shouldn't get uh, to a perfectionist on mm-hmm. those. You know. Yeah. Exactly. It's not about being perfect. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, troller wants to know who's better at playing. Emily's better at playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, 
Okay. Oh, hi guys. Do, 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 do. I didn't mention it before in the other video, but I love. Oh yeah, somebody wants you to do the just practicing with Boxanada 10:35. Okay. Yeah, they love how you play stuff. Um. Oh, what instruments do you consider that play very well with flute? Oh, that's a very interesting question. Victor asked that question. What are good pairings with flute? Well, uh, flute and orchestra sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> you can get an orchestra. That's really good. Yeah. That's optimal. That's pretty optimal. Yeah, that's String pretty quartet, cool. too. Or string trio and flute. Yeah, that's Super amazing. good. That's very nice. Lots of free with music string. with that. Um, I think flute and harp flute yeah. and guitar flute and piano it's obvious yeah um, flute and clarinet is actually pretty surprising yeah yeah i've played the machinsky yeah. and it's pretty nice uh, flute and cello it's a good duo yeah you get the high and the low yeah flute register. and cello. you get different types of sounds flute and viola. i've played a lot of uh, flute and cello for weddings and stuff when i was younger mm -hmm. and i liked it even the more obscene instruments like i've seen flute and bassoon obscene? obscure obscure mean. sorry obscene obscure <laughs> Blah, it's too early and I had no coffee. Uh, an obscene instrument, what yeah. is that? It's the bassoon, it's the bassoon, it's the bassoon. It's the bassoon is an obscene instrument. No, I'm just kidding, any bassoon player is... Bassoon is nice too. Bassoon and flute is really good. I think it's cool too when you have a low instrument no, with, no. paired with the flute or an instrument that can yeah. play low, like a yeah. harp can play low. So can a cello. Yeah. A cello because then you get... Yeah. I love the pairings. The... Yeah, you, yeah. you can almost pair all of them. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say all of them, but like flute and trombone, I've never heard anything. No, but flute I want to do something yeah. with the. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I want to do something and try it. Flute and percussion is really cool. Flute saxophone is cool. I've done that a couple times yeah. with improvisation. It's really that, cool. But... I always feel that when there's no bass, oh, there has to be a bass. Yeah, I meant uh, I meant like there, drums. Then, no, but what yeah. I mean is when there's no bass instrument, mm. instrument that can play low notes, right. you get tired of it after a while because the bass totally. is like is mm -hmm. a supporting. It's the base of the pyramid, really. You know, mm -hmm. and you, you put the high notes on top of it. Right. If there's nothing under, mm -hmm. I don't know, but. Like the Muczynski is beautiful, I'm yeah. not saying, or yeah, even two totally. flutes or a flute quartet, or it's, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, there's so many. But I'm just saying, I have a tendency to like when there's some... A, a large dynamic range, I guess, the full dynamic range of sound. Yeah, like, yeah, the The, the whole keyboard, of, yeah. yeah. Well, makes sense. I, I like that. Yeah, it makes sense, makes sense, totally. It's all a question um, of the taste, I guess. Just going to go back to Grace, she says it's for local band slash college. So like when bands and stuff in college. So the requirements are just solo pieces. Just and one. Yeah, just one it looks like. And I really want to impress. So yeah, there's like, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff. There's also like um, Bach Sonata. If you can't get it, you know, there's the Bach Sonata and A minor, solo A minor. Like, uh, a minor, I think. But that that can be tricky. In yeah, that can be tricky, yeah. But if you want to impress, it's a... Uh, but that I, don't I wouldn't know. I wouldn't advise that personally. Yeah. Except if you Shaman. have amazing long yeah. capacity. Yeah, shamanad. Because is fun and, if you play yeah. if you play that piece, you have to either yeah, yeah, because you can't breathe in many. Yeah, places. there's no breathing parts. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. people that are not advanced, they have the feeling mm. that if they take a breath and it's seen, it's like a 
yeah. monstrosity. Mm -hmm. So they don't, they try to take very quick breaths and mm -hmm. they're always out of breath when you should just play your note, take your breath and go mm -hmm. on because you're alone and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. You can mm -hmm. just leave that low note there and breathe and go back. Yeah. You know, but sometimes yeah. they try to breathe, not breathe or make mm -hmm. the breathing so seamless yeah, that it can true. it can be a very it can be a disaster that mm -hmm. piece. there's a lot of yeah I there's so the many French different things the french better. book there's so many things in the french book you could pick one a of them a movement of Vivaldi concerto yeah. can be very good Telemann, like the Il Cardellino like we said before yeah yeah because you have all that part that goes like this yeah. I think then you have Ah, there's that there. No, no, that's no, the that's, D major. Uh, but you have there, a yeah. D major scale yeah, in there too. Yeah, that's all D major. Yeah, there's a D major in there. It's there. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then you have the... <coughs> right. Da, 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 yeah. da, da. So there's so a lot. Kind of, oh, you know, there's, yeah. there's 16 notes. Yeah. There's, there's so much know? choice. I, I, yeah, the blue book is really interesting. There's also you, just you a see the French composer book? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the blue French composer book, sorry. Because there's a lot of blue. We love yeah, making we, blue books and blue, blue books. books. It's not very precise. It's really, yeah. um, so check sheetmusicplus as well, dot com. No 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 ad no 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 advertisement there, no no <laughs> ad placement. But I mean like um Yeah. There you go by flute and there's like they show the blue book, they show box sonata, not the A Meyer, but the regular sonatas, Telemon, like we were just saying. Yeah. And Chaminade, and they even put the tango etudes. The tango etudes are great etudes to play as too, but they're actually like really performance pieces. Yeah. By Astor Piazzolla, those are fun pieces, yeah. not for the additions, but I mean for etudes to learn. So yeah, just to go back on that. Um, ju -ju 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 -ju. How do you play in tune on piccolo with other flutes? Silver flutes asking that. Huh. Well, well. You gotta really practice with your ears. You have to really open with your ears. Plus, having a tuner, I was I had a tuner for a long time, with piccolo in front of me. Uh, also, I wasn't making noise. Yeah, plus the piccolo, it's um, it doesn't have the same tendencies as the flute exactly. Yeah, it doesn't. Like the C sharp, it's not the same thing. The high D. <coughs> also, so, intervals, it's like a lot of intervals, yeah. don't do the same thing as on the flute at all. So it's a good thing to practice with a tuner, so yeah. you know what are the tendencies of your piccolo. Totally. So that's the first thing when you practice yeah. alone. Then you can practice with a drone as well. Yeah, to, drones to help learn too. To be in tune with, with a, when you play an interval. There are drone apps that you can find online uh, that can actually play multiple different types of drones. Like you can play the whole range. Uh, instead right. of buying a tuner, like a tuner costs a lot of money that plays drones. It's very expensive. It could be $100. Yeah, um, I have that. Like the TU-15, I think. That TU-15 is about yeah, that much. Let's say you have uh, this and then you can play with it. you can that. hear that yeah hopefully you, you can, can hear the differences you know and you can you can have fun with it let's say i do it again you can mm -hmm. and try to you know play high and yeah. low and see oh how does it sound when it's high yeah. when it's low when it's so and you make references that way that way when you're in the live field you hear those differences quickly and you can change on the fly those are developing those that long-term memory of hearing those yeah. types of pitches because if you try to be perfect even when you're practicing then when yeah. are you learning yeah. we don't learn from being perfect we learn from making yeah. mistakes so try exactly. to 
make those mistakes when you're practicing i guess would be the best yeah. time a uh, technical thing too with the drone stuff is that if you can if you find a, if you have an app or if you have one of these things uh, like a tu15 by boss make sure you buy the ac adapter because that drones drain the battery the most out of everything Okay. Uh, especially if you're on your iPad or something like that, plug it in if you want to do long drone work because that just drains the battery like crazy because it's it's really yeah. Now you don't need to buy that because I I bought no, that when I was but it's in, a great tool I still that, like yeah. twenty years yeah. ago. But yeah, you can find now. You yeah, you can yeah you can get the twenty the, years uh, ago we didn't have smartphones. No, we didn't I exactly. Have so you have to have that exactly. But now I wouldn't buy it. No, no, necessarily. not necessarily. Yeah, it. there is there's several tuners I would that probably yeah. use my phone. Yeah, because I think they're they're pretty pretty close. Um, so hopefully that helps with that question, Silver Flute. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Wow, so many. Okay. What are the best conservatories to apply to, and what process? Say, what and what's the process of choosing a school based on our experience? Okay. Where do you live? First, a conservatory. <coughs> so conservatory sounds like it's like European based, and also here because, but maybe they're not in Quebec because we don't have conservatory. There's a we couple have, conservatories. There's we a couple conservatory yeah. in Quebec. I know you do. I mean, that's what I'm saying. In in Quebec, we do. Yeah, but but then in, in Canada, Canada not much. really. It's just universities and colleges. There is the Royal Conservatory, but that's just in Toronto. Uh, but the they actual do schooling. exams. Yeah, everywhere. But everywhere. I mean, the actual school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like Boston Conservatory. There's the New England Conservatory. There's I think it's only New England Conservatory and Boston University. Boston University, which yeah. is like yeah, Boston University. New England Conservatory, and there's the right. Oberlin Conservatory. Oberlin. It's a conservatory. There's but a lot of like little schools. It doesn't schools. matter. Yeah. It's just a name thing. It's just a name thing. Yeah, I, totally. I, I think it's all about if you want to be a flute major, really, it should be about the flute teacher. Yep. It should be about the teacher and also and all and I want to say just on top is like the opportunities to play in that school, <clears throat> you know, yeah, not just playing flute piano stuff. All is the, the time. orchestra a good yeah. like go and listen to a concert of the orchestra or the yeah. opera or, or whatever chamber to music? See yeah, how's the level there? Also, um, it's well where I studied, uh, it was pretty strong for uh, ear training, all those things. Mm -hmm. Those are good things to have. Oh yeah. Those so I was happy to have strong. So you mean uh, like also those foundations and like theory yeah. professors as well and, and, and skills yeah. professors because there's courses called skills or whatever, you know, like yeah. piano and all those things. That's a yeah. good thing to have. That's you interesting. Know? Yeah, also, that's a good way to look at it. It depends like what do you want exactly? Because where I studied, it was very, uh, my first degree, my first university degree, my bachelor's, it was, you if you were a performance major, well, you wouldn't take any um composition courses or any arrangement courses i think personally i think that's a shame if i had to do it all mm -hmm. over maybe i would try to find a place where i could yes be a flute major but also learn how to improvise how to that's a rare you know, school it's rare but because there's no yeah but i true. think schools should change that because a musician now if if you can only do one thing mm -hmm. it, it really narrows your possibilities oh, yeah. and i think being more um, uh, polyvalent, yeah. you know, being able to do different things. Yeah, being is a creative strength, in multiple things. You know? Oh so yeah, if you can, big strength. If you can arrange oh, or compose, or then you can be creative and mm -hmm. develop new things. That's very good. Yeah. But if you really, if you're into flute, right. the flute teacher should be a big part. Big part of it. Yep, of totally, it. absolutely. How you feel with that yeah. person, how that person plays, and how how uh, they can transmit their. Mm -hmm. 
knowledge. Some some professors do summer um, programs. They're yeah. invited in different Places, summer programs. Yeah. And if you can, it's a, it's very cool if you can it's go. It's a worth, worthwhile investment to save if you're, maybe that teacher is not for you. You go there and you realize, oh, I just saved myself four years or five years of or whatever of stuff. Pain. Of the pain. Yeah, you know. Because <laughs> it, or it, can it be works painful. out. Yeah. Or, wow, I love yeah. that person. I'm going. I yeah, I would really want to study him. Yeah, exactly. That was, there was a question That's just a below investment. it. Yeah, there was a question just below it that's connected to that. And we were just talking about it. He's like, uh, Surian wants to know, what are the conservatories you can apply to as an individual without a teacher? That's, you know, as without a flute teacher, like without a principal instrument, like, you know, I, I think com composition would be as close as possible to that, but you would still get a composition teacher to teach you. But you know I mean, just learning the basics of music, like basic okay. music well, foundations. Where I, where, I, yeah. where I did my bachelor's, there's a... Um, it's just an interesting It's, question, it's University in Montreal, yeah. Montreal University. University of Montreal, yeah. yeah. And uh, there was a program that was called general music mm, so okay, in general yeah. music you would do anything not necessarily flute or See, that, not, yeah. so you would do a little bit of everything probably. yeah a sure. bit of composing a little bit of instrument mm -hmm. a little bit of, but you didn't have access to everything either right you know but maybe it was a balance want, yeah it's a know? balance yeah but you had skills you had all those different things that's but interesting. Is that Cooper. really what she means in her question? Uh, like, the other question was like, what? Teacher. No, no, that was a question just below it. Uh, in addition, just okay. like it wasn't the same person. It was two people, but one comment right after each other. But basically, it's just like based. What is the processes of choosing a school based on your experience? So like, like but we even were saying, if you do everything right, yeah, you can have surprises. You yeah. know, it's life. Because there's you know? so many people that go through an audition too. When I was in, when I chose my university, I thought, you know, my prof my teacher, my previous teacher in uh, college mm -hmm. was pre -college, saying, yeah, pre yeah. like yeah, pre-university mm -hmm. we have here, was saying, oh, you should go study with her. I studied with her. I went and saw her at a at a camp? festival in the oh, summer yeah. camp, and it was okay. But then. After a year, mm -hmm. I was like, she's always saying the same stuff. I'm not learning that much. You know, I wasn't that happy with her. Mm -hmm. And I had done everything, you know. But maybe yeah. maybe I just listened to my teacher saying, go study with her. And I didn't really ask myself, who do I want to study That's with? That's it, right. You know? Because yep. sometimes also teachers, every human beings are like that. We're, we're connected. And sometimes I think that teacher gave her... Her job that she had you know when when she when sure. she uh, finished her degree that that university professor said oh so there's a job there you should apply and she got in because mm -hmm. she had that reference so then she felt obliged mm -hmm. to send her students to her you know what right. i mean sure so you should do your own searching yeah, for yourself searching, yeah totally because sometimes people feel can, oh yeah. i should send her my students yeah and are Maybe Getting references as nice like as that, she was and everything, maybe she didn't realize that she wasn't giving me what was best for me, but right. she was kind of trying to give back to someone who gave to her, you know? Mm. And I don't think she was doing that to be mean or anything at all. Mm. But I'm just saying, human beings, we do things without even knowing we're doing them. So you mm. should check for yourself and not just let life throw you around, I guess, yeah, you know? totally. And really, what yeah. is it you want? Yeah. Yeah, really do that. It's good to get references from people and stuff, but in a way, really look inside. And there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people who have recorded there's themselves so and professors that out there they can actually reference. You can even just listen to them online and 
see how you feel about them and then even email them. Uh, yeah, some you know, people have a lot of people can be directly master classes online yeah. and you can see their their style. Are they more yes. authoritarian? Are they more uh, friendly? Creative, uh, yeah. yeah, open. Yeah, so many different types of styles, so many different types of educational styles. Because yeah. look, last week we heard about, we had a comment or a few weeks ago mm -hmm. about a person who went in master class Right, and the person laughed. Yeah, laughed at, at them her flute because it wasn't working. Like really, like do you want to? Instead know, of working around, this, if you're not stuck with that, that person yeah. for four years, like you might not be, you know, in a pleasant space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's important. Um, because it's a um, close relationship. Yeah, it's true. Oh yeah, it's a very yeah, it's a very close you're personal one relationship. You're one-on-one. You know. Yeah. You, yeah. That's and true. when you're young, you give all your hopes to that person saying, bring me, I'll do what you say, bring me where I want to go. You know, you, that should not be abused. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, hopefully that answers your question a little bit. Uh, if it doesn't, you know, you can ask us anytime and we can re-evaluate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all cool. Um, Expel Beast uh, wants to know any good value books of etudes. Yeah, the Cavalli book is a really good valued etude book. There's also that Louise Moyes made a very easy one, 40 little, 40 little pieces. That's not a study book. I know it's not a study book, right? But I'm just trying no. to think of um, really good beginner etude books, though. Like that's. Uh, right, there's Garibaldi. The Garibaldi. Yeah, Garibaldi. Um, yeah. Those are free. 40, I think. What is it called? Uh, there's yeah. a lot of Garibaldi. Yeah, there's a Garibaldi. If you go to imslp.org and type Garibaldi, um, like there's, there's a so many studies for Garibaldi. Studies, yeah. I think they're the easiest ones. I think he, he says easy. Or there's easy. Yeah. yeah. I might make an article about that on, on the flutechannel.com website for you guys, so you guys can go to the right places to find with links and with stuff. like easy intermediate. That's good. That way you guys can know that. I'll, I'll work on that this week. So you guys can check out the, the flutechannel.com website for that. So yeah, there's so many. But you, right now, there, most of etudes that uh, exist are all in the public domain. So I would not encourage to buy it unless there's an edition that has additional uh, articulations and stuff like that that work. But yes I wouldn't. No, but yes and no. That's what I mean. Yes and no. I'm hesitant you, to say that. If you talk about Cavalli book, all the studies are, are that are in the book are our yeah, public yeah, domain yeah. but you have the that they chose nice right. ones they chose so the you nicest get, ones yeah. you know you pay but then you don't have to go and check everywhere you get yeah, that you book the they're all nice yeah. they're all good you play them you know i think it's not a bad idea yeah and same with the books we're we're doing right now like we select Kohler as well too Kohler. we yeah. select you know yeah, and select, then you yeah. just follow that there's something right. it's easier than yeah. just trying to look for yourself and lose so hours and hours looking, so yeah. it's it's a balance you know yeah, it's a balance it's true um what else is there because so, your time is valuable as well you know yeah a lot of people are working on the cavalli book and a lot of people work on kohler a lot of people are saying there's that. a lot of curler in yeah. in the cavalli yeah there's a lot yeah. of curler in the cavalli yep it's true um somebody wants us to show how to play the flute solo in Jethro Tull's Locomotive Breath. I think I can make a video about that That's eventually. Cool. That's pretty cool. I love that solo. There's even a book. I don't know if it's in print anymore. My friend had it. It was really good. And it was it was Jethro Tull's, all of his solos transcribed. Like with the advanced articulate, like with the brr, with the growling and stuff like that. And it was a great book. I don't know if I, I could I have to find it and then redo it. But I could also retranscribe it from a thing, from the listening to it. 
Um, let me see here. Yeah, eight eight notes and flute tunes. Flute tunes is a great uh, service as well. Flute tunes has a lot of interesting yeah. stuff as well. Uh, and they're very helpful. Yeah. It's well, uh, yeah. it's easy to search. It's tunes. easy to search. I think it's the tunes. most easily searched one. Eight notes is okay, but like flute tunes, you can really search pretty well. Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of public domain stuff that's really good to play. Um, can I have some more information about the Discord Masterclass? We're still working on the Discord Masterclass. Uh, we're just getting a list of people. If you guys want to participate in that, we're, it's a it's cheaper alternative to the Flute Studio, which is Emily's one-on-one -on -one lessons that she does online. The Discord is about four to eight people. And it's in a one to two hour like a uh, uh, class. And uh, if you go to the flutechannel.com website, you can go right on the top corner. It says Discord Masterclass, and there's more details there. It's like a group class. It's a group class. That's why, yeah, it's a group Everyone masterclass. Everyone can play and yeah. ask questions and say, let's say I have, I want to work on my high notes, or yeah, I want to so work right. on yeah. my articulation, or I want to work on this piece, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so you'd work with Emily between like 15 and 20 minutes with that, and then you would listen to the other students as well, so you get to learn in that respect as well. Because we learn yeah. tremendously for hearing other people or learning. each other, you exactly. Know, when, when so you go much. And you, and you learn how to teach as well in the same... I learned how to teach a lot doing in, going in master classes, and listening and be, and I even do it now when I go in master classes I right. wonder what would I say to that person yeah. and I, then I compare with what the person is saying in front and how this was helpful and you know yeah they exactly gets the gears going yeah. and yeah you can learn a lot yeah. from oh she did that and it worked right away I'm gonna try it too and yeah so we're trying yeah. to make it an affordable alternative for people all over the world so that we can uh, cover a lot of ground in a short period of time with a lot of people so, yeah, if you go to the flutechannel.com website and right on the top corner says Discord Masterclass, you can read more additional information there. Give us your email and then we will send you uh, detailed information next week or two. We're still working on trying to get, trying to, we're making a form for everybody so that we can understand where everybody's coming from. And then we're going to do, uh, we're going to pick eight, you know, four to eight people to do a beta test that will be uh, free for them. And then we're going to see how that works. And then fully release it out to people. Because okay, so the first group will make first uh, group of an hour, an hour, and a half. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how long exactly. exactly. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see what, because we don't know we don't know how many people, we don't know what skill levels people are at, how much time yeah. people need. But um, it doesn't matter if if, if there's different levels. Right. we can learn from any level. Any, any level. It doesn't yeah. matter at all. Exactly. You know? But also we can make classes that are just uh, with students that are starting all at the beginning level so that everyone works as well which could be very yeah. interesting we, 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 but our first group will yeah, probably be, be a, a mix, mix, mix back, which but is great eventually it could be cool to have like a beginner group and, yes uh, yeah. yeah so everyone can yeah so it's group uh, together and, yeah. Yeah. and there's technical requirements that we'll, i'll send to them like a specific type of like not specific type of camera but i mean you need a webcam at least uh at least in a, a microphone and we'll give you detailed instructions on how to make it your best type, the best type of lesson you can get out of the online experience because yeah. you need good, not good equipment, but there's very affordable equipment that you can have to make this experience good. It's pretty much just like this. You have your students yeah, like yeah. that. It's really interesting. It's it's fun. I, I, yeah. I'm teaching on Skype and I like it. Oh my gosh. It's uh, right now. It's a, if yeah. you, it, it, it's really great. And I'm going to start Spanish lessons myself. Right. Taking them on Skype. Yeah, exactly. I, I started teaching Spanish. the flute on Skype and I'm like, that's amazing. I could take language lessons like that. Yeah. And so I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I'll have Spanish speaking Lily, yeah. French speaking Lily, 
English speaking Lily, maybe German speaking Lily. We don't yeah, know. I've taken a lot of German yeah. classes in university, but I've forgotten a lot of it. But I, I guess it's somewhere in my brain yeah. if I reignited it. But right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Spanish is better than my Spanish is better than my German. Bore and Guaz, is that the Bore and Guaz is the Jethro Tell thing, right? Da 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 Yeah, I think so. Is that That's a great piece. We'll have to play that soon. That's fun too. Those are fun little pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Maybe you could play it on the flute and I could accompany you on the piano. Maybe, yeah. Or even on guitar too. You could play the chords. Yeah, I'm not that good. Uh, oh. Oh, I, I don't know a lot of chords on the guitar. I have to. So this summer, yeah. I want to take a couple of. Uh, yeah. Manic Maniac of Baritone says, uh, <laughs> Hi, guys. I live in Australia and I'm looking for good universities. Is it a good idea to go to a mainstream university or should I go to a university that focuses on the arts or music? Depends what your needs are. Depends what, what, what did, you do. I did my bachelor's in, um, in a. Very renowned university, I would say. It's well, it's a, it's a it's a mainstream you know, university. It's a mainstream. Yeah, mainstream. <laughs> it's mainstream. And there was a lot of high quality courses, uh, and it was um, also the the demand was high. Mm-hmm. You know, they were mm-hmm. asking for a lot of work and everything. Yeah. So for for skills, I'm happy. You know, yeah. it brought my level up. But for creativity. I think it lacked space to breathe. Right. And then I went and did my master's in a university that's a bit more small and more uh, liberal arts type of... Uh, yeah, it's a liberal arts college. It used to be. Well, it's a liberal well, arts school. Well, it depends because yeah, there were, like, they were really two, normal, yeah. two universities that... that one was right. more business and one was more bus- liberal arts. Liberal arts. Art and and they then mixed. They, they mixed together. But at your but, point, they were liberal arts at your time. At my time. Yeah. And also the... The music department, the way it's run, it's it's more free. It's right. more. It's, sort of, yeah, it's the like, music yeah. department is part of a of the arts faculty, so you right. have dance and you have. So I was able to do uh, collaborations with dancers. Right. I was able to do all types of different things: compose a piece for flute and yeah. electric guitar, do all those types of things, yeah. and. Um, I liked having that space to be creative, right. but in a way, I'm happy I went to the other place first to get my skills strong and then right. being creative with those skills but but even those even the liberal arts school also can can also solidify your skills like a place oh, like oberlin so, like a place totally. like oberlin is that that's a liberal arts school that just but does it's music also and very drama mainstream because it's very well renowned but it's also super tiny yeah it's actually it's it's the smallest biggest the smallest biggest liberal arts school in the world you know and it's just the arts yeah. you know so like you said you there those types of schools have that openness to you can go to dance studio and do something with dance or do something with drama or do something yeah. with whatever. But both have their strengths. Both have their I, weaknesses. I have to say, I was very happy in the place that was a bit more open. Yeah, the liberal arts. Because Most it was people, be- yeah. for my personality, you know? Yeah. But it, it's not as... Um, on my resume, it's not as impressive than my other degree. Right, way, because know? the mainstream model it's has a different weird because I feel I became a better musician there. Sure, sure. Yeah, exactly. You it's know? that thing that we can talk a million years about What's, that. But like, you know, yeah. But who cares in a way? Yeah. About... Just whatever fits your needs, you know. Yeah. If you want to be creative and still have strengths, but you want to really work with an yeah. open thing. And it's also there. about the teacher. Because yes. the teacher I had when I did my master's in that school, he was just amazing. Right. 
you know at the uh, at the liberal arts school type of style yeah at the liberal arts school you meant yeah Yeah. okay and it's just it was that teacher he he was great yeah you know so hopefully it answers yeah he brought me to the really being a professional and assuming myself because a part of it is in your head you know Mm -hmm. knowing like no you're a pro now just go and play and do your (laughs) do your things Oh, okay. Uh, Alan Mark says FluWorld.com has a Jethro Tull book available. That's great. It's a great book. If you want to learn the solos of Jethro Tull, get that They're book. There, yeah. It's really worth it. And it's a lot of fun. Um, let's see. Um, does your merch ship to India? I think it does, but it takes a long time. I know it doesn't take a long time because I think there's even a warehouse somewhere in Asia. So it might get there. These are the merches that we have here. We have mugs and stuff. And this shirt. There's a shirt here as well. Is it flute o'clock? They both basically say the same thing. This one? Yeah, yeah. 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 I have another one that says, uh, this is what a yeah. flute looks yeah, like. Yeah, this is what a flute looks like. Yeah. And then the mugs here is, is a flute o'clock. This is what a flute looks like. There's mugs and stuff. Yeah, you can. I, I'm pretty sure they ship worldwide. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Could either of you play the fight of the Bumblebee? Uh, we yeah. both can play it, yeah. At this very moment, I don't have my flute out. <laughs> Solid excuse. <laughs> but no, it's, oh, it's no? a very fun release. Yeah, yeah, fun. we'll record it We're going to record it very soon, actually. Emily's going to record it very soon. I'm going to um, do the Yeah, going to do the piano as well, because yeah. she has been she can play both. Uh, and it's fun to do those types of videos. I hope you guys seen that la- our latest video. That's, uh, we're really happy that it turned out pretty okay. The and ten the ten pieces, pieces uh, you, you you've heard, but you might not know the names of. No. Yeah. Um, and it's a flute edition, so it's all yeah, it's written all for flute. Flutes. Yeah, it's all the music that is literally written for we, we didn't, flute. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't like pick real, something else that's like from violin or something stuff. like that. Yeah. Well, we could, but yeah, this we one can. we wanted to take flute. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. tried to do both. But it, I think it, it's uh, it's okay. Yeah. It's just at totally. the beginning we had to figure out how. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> how we had to, to figure out the, how, how to are we gonna do this. We're gonna put classical music together like this. Um, Same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alan Mark says he's in university right now. Smaller studios are more collaborative. Yes. Yeah. yeah in general, yes, they are. Um. Yeah. Look for a great professor. Uh, Expel Beast wants to know. Um. Oh no. Okay. So we'll go. Okay. Shook wants to know, do you all get inspiration from other flutists? Not me, necessarily. No. no. I used to a lot. I used to. When I was like a teenager, it was only about flute. But then around 17, 18 years old, it was about, uh, for me, I, I looked at other creative people. Yeah. In music, also in art, in yeah. general, dance. No. But yeah. yeah, you were faster than me because I was a big flute. Oh, it depends, uh, it depends, right? Like listening yeah. to a lot of flute, but I think I I needed to hear a lot of sounds and hear Sound, a lot of, yeah. you know, find my own mm-hmm. sound and everything. And also, I wanted to learn the repertoire, so I was listening to all the stuff I could find. And uh, now, less, you know, I try. I listen to other instruments, even even other styles. Mm-hmm. And as you said, you know, I go to uh, the theater or the... and then, Oh, yeah. You know, it's inspiring to see other art forms. But yeah. you get inspired by Because they're everything. all in the ether. Yeah, but I mean, like, just, just art in itself, it's, it's the whole ether of it all relate. Oops, mm-hmm. sorry. They all relate together. And I think when you go to the theater or you work with people in different fields, they just... It all... Wor- it all but I still get inspired by flutists. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's some... Yeah, but yeah. It's just... I, I, I think yeah, it's I also... Um, 
part when you're learning and you're searching for your sound, it's very good to listen to a lot of it. Good point. And you listen yeah. to the vibrato and, oh, this person vibrates more yeah. like this. This person starts the note and then starts vibrating more. And then, you know, and then yeah. you can, oh, hear the colors and hear this and that. Yeah. And I still... I still get inspired every summer when Alexa still comes to Yeah, when festival. we do our festival, yeah. It's true. I'm very I, inspired by her. Yeah. She plays amazingly. Yeah. It, yeah, and when I listen to people like that, which are rare, because in the flute world there's so much different types of flute playing, but that type of flute playing for me, uh, I take reference. World. I take reference. I take references from that because I understand the, the physics of it and how much it makes sense because you have to really be percussive on the flute as well and a lot of people don't think about being percussive on the flute they think articulation but really there's all the, i always think like of those types of i grab those types of things from different flutists so i'm like this is that this is this yeah so and, you do uh, get inspired yeah. yeah it's just maybe you were such it's, a, it's a slower at now one point, yeah and now you're more into yeah and it's a lot it's stuff, yeah but you still i was over yeah i was absorbing super fast like a sponge but now i feel with flute particularly it's much slower sponge absorption you know like because like, yeah, i've heard so a, much there's an age like or when you get into something in the beginning you learn right you learn yeah. then at one point also you're not as it's like yesterday we watched a movie that was yeah very so good. ordinary yeah, very ordinary stereotypical but one. i yeah. said when i was 15 I might have been surprised mm -hmm. because I hadn't seen that much in life. Right. So I would have been surprised by some of these things. But now sure. I have seen that movie 15 yeah. times in my life. So yeah. I don't have a surprise anymore. Right. When I was younger, any flutist that was a bit better than me, I was <gasps> I was in awe. Uh -huh. you know. But now I need a bit more to be... Right. It's like it's when I was younger and I would laugh a lot at stupid jokes and mm -hmm. I was like, Dad, why don't you find it funny? He's like, I've, I've, I've heard, heard those that jokes joke. before. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, old. Yeah. I've heard those jokes before. <laughs> yeah. It's more difficult to make me laugh now because right. I've heard those. There. So I guess it's, um, yeah, I guess yeah. maybe it's it's that, you know. Uh, if, if you were starting the violin, maybe you would dive into it and be like in awe yeah. in front of every violin player that can play a bit better than you. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is a funny one, I guess. Can we settle this? It's flautist. Well, we don't spell... We well, spell flauta in Spanish. You know, no, people I'm say flutist, flautist. Yeah, because people say flutist, flautist. I say flutist. I can also say flautist. I'm not incapable of saying those words. But... I thought flautist was... Because um, even of, Germanic, uh, it's a flute. It's flut. Like, there's no flute. A. There's no in A German, in it. It's flute. It's yeah. a, a O with the... Oh, yeah, with the dots with the on dots. top. That's U, uh, the yeah. sound, flute. But, um, so, flauta, you know, like Spanish, Italian, yeah. like it's flautista. Probably, it's probably Italian because I don't think it's... Any, like, and it's not usually, British either. Usually like, music yeah. terms are more Italian yeah, than Spanish, more Italian, so, so I would say it's Italian, not Spanish. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, they say... Uh, uh, I thought when Spanish, I was in university yeah. and uh, I was wondering, should I write flute or flout or flautist yeah, or flutist? Flautist, flutist yeah. What I understood from a discussion with someone was that flautist was um um how do you call that you know an old thing that we don't really use anymore yeah it's an old mechanism an old word um, mechanism oh my gosh you're so right i heard this too oh we should make a video about call that this, you call this uh in french i know the word it's um uh, i know it but it's not coming right now but there's a word for that you know yeah and in it's language, a bit yeah. like if you say um bravo we don't really say brava and bravi 
you know yeah or it's a bit like when you say um different tempos yeah we don't say different tempi no people know i know in italian it's different tempi but it's yeah. a bit it's a bit old to say that now people say different tempos yeah different tempos yeah i think i think because it's the evolution of the word it's evolution of language and word as well like it's this I think progression loudest we don't really use anymore but maybe I'm but a lot but a big group of people do like british tend to be the british and, yeah, and australian british. they they say flautist or flautist but they say yeah. that but i mean like Looking back in history, that in French uh, it's yeah. flute. And in in yeah, in a flute, lot of flute, flutist. yeah, flutist. Yeah, I, I hear that a lot. I'm not so, gonna say it's a. I'm not gonna say it's a numbers game, and whoever have more bigger population wins. I don't think it's very wins, important. We all understood. But, uh, like, yeah. When I say flute, you know I'm talking about flute. When you say flautist, flautist I know yeah. you're. I'm not dis- Yeah, I'm not disabled. And not understand what you're I saying. I don't think <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah. I don't think. You can identify yourself. Identify yourself at whatever you weigh. At whatever flautist, you want. flutist. Yeah. I know what you're playing when yeah. you say both. You know. Yeah. Exactly. But so. I think it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> nice They're both okay, I think. Really. It's just a word, yeah, really. I've never uh, had a conflict with that, but it's always fun to hear so many people talk about it in comments. And, and I, I hear it in, oh, yeah. in conventions and stuff as well, too. Very interesting. We don't have that in French. We don't have that. Uh, yeah, flautist. Yeah, one... Some people say flautist. Oh, yeah, yeah flautist. Flautist with a W type of thing sound like it's a flaw uh, to play the flute <laughs> it's a flaw to play the flute <laughs> are there some flaws in your flute playing um, no anyways whatever there's so many different ways it doesn't matter um what is the largest amount of flutes you have heard played at the same time i've yeah i've heard the i've heard flute orchestras oh okay like yeah, yeah. Orchestras. Yeah, yeah, yeah i've heard flute orchestras lots because i've seen a guy in the mitchell who puts a, fl- a recorder yeah, up his, his nose, nose and, and then plays other things <laughs> yeah i've seen i've seen i've seen I've seen sax. Well, what's at that sax? I've heard but three saxophones. I didn't understand the question. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Well, big orchestras, big orchestras like yeah. 20, 25 people. I, I think guess. I've. I think. Well, I've I've actually participated in the largest world record uh, in New York ten years ago or twelve years ago, where Galway had I think like four thousand or five thousand flutists all play at the same time. What? So where were you in New York? New York Flute Convention inside a, inside a hotel big room. hotel convention. Yeah, oh the hotel God. convention room. And that became a world record or something like that. And I think it's That's been cool. even been broken. I think it's been broken again since then by him and by his group and collective. That's cool. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, Emily says here, they uh, his conductor, her conductor, or whatever the conductor says, tempi. Yeah, yeah. Some people say it. Yeah, in Spanish is flauta. Yeah, there's so many. We can, but it, it used yeah. to be a big deal if you said tempos. I don't think it is anymore. Like I'm not saying it's wrong to say either. I'm saying. It used to be like everyone would say tempi when it was plural, <laughs> right. but now most yeah. people most people that are our age say tempos. Yeah, I had teachers totally. that were older that were saying tempi as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But who cares? Yeah, really? who cares? Uh, it's true. <laughs> Is there something you all regret doing during university, music-wise? I wish oh. I played more. I guess I wish I played more. But like, yeah, no. No, I guess. I don't know. Something. Yeah, I wish I played more. I don't really... I don't don't see life like that anymore. Like, I don't... I used to have a lot of regrets. And I used to revisit my decisions uh, a lot. You know, and like, oh, maybe if I had went to this university or this teacher instead or that, um, my life would be better or I would be doing this instead or... but. 
you know, we make, we can't go back and we make the choices we make and we learn from our mistakes. We don't, uh, the important thing is to learn, you know, mm-hmm. from those things. And yeah, I was not very happy with my bachelor's degree teacher. And, uh, but then I found other teachers that were amazing and I rebuilt myself and I rebuilt myself stronger. Yeah. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't be as strong if I hadn't went through that first you know Mm. there's things i wouldn't have learned and uh it's life you have to uh tumble and fall and then get back on your feet and learn Mm. and it's it doesn't matter which path you take you know you just you'll find a way exactly that's why i think so too i think as well um do you guys get angry when people call the recorder the flute no i don't know no I don't even think I've ever even had that happen French, to me. In French, it they're both called flute. Yeah, and, and many no. people call it block flute. A lot of people call it block flute. A lot of people call it recorder. In French, it's flute à bec. In flute à like, bec, yeah. Like and block flute is German, I think. Germanic, I think yeah, it's German. Block flute, block. Yeah, yeah, I think so. No, I don't get angry over these nah, things. Nothing. Not to make it, it's just a yeah. Yeah. I get angry when no. people are rude, mainly. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and when they like, kind of like, push, you know, like I no, don't. it's you know, like I mean, I don't like, like rudeness, but words yeah. and stuff, no, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, there was a question back before I think about how you practice. Where is it here? Oh, how should I practice with harmonics? We'll answer another. We'll answer one or two more questions after this. If you have a question, be sure to put it in the comment section. We'll... Just play harmonics, really. Yeah. 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 It's not um, something super super technical and something yeah, you have to you do. Just play just them and listen once in a while, and, and then uh, it can help your high register. So you play them, and then you can play the note, the real note. Understand support. I think harmonics give a good understanding of support as well too. You know. Don't you? Yeah. It's an and understanding also... of support. Really, I, I always found that. A lot of people said, and say, I remember teachers saying to me, no, it's not about this, but I'm like, but I feel support. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't play the flute without it anyway, yeah. so of course you feel it. It's totally. also about placing your throat to get the right sound. Good point, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you can play them all just like what I did, mm-hmm. and then you can also all play them, bring them back to the root note, so like this. <laughs> interesting because it works your your um, flexibility mm-hmm. to go from one register to the other and then you can also play them like let's say you have a difficulty with your high g and you do and then you can compare them your Finger. your harmonics might be lower than than the r- normal fingering and you can mm-hmm. try to make them match and all those things mm. people are begging you to play fly of the bumblebee right now I didn't Money. practice yeah, it. Yeah, we didn't though. practice it. Yeah, we don't but, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know where it is. Or... Yeah, me either. Oh, is that the? I can play the beginning, maybe. I don't know. Oh yeah. Just answer uh, another question. Yeah, I'll answer another question. Are there any flute solos that are very good but underrated? Yeah, there are so many. There used to be this book series. I don't know if it exists anymore. And there's two volumes, and I don't own them anymore. I don't know where they are. But it, uh, Marcel Moise arranged these, and um, not arranged these, but he found them, <clears throat> and they're 
Uh, it's called the Golden Age of Flutists, and they're gold books. They're gold, and they have great, great, great pieces, great virtuosic pieces. They're super amazing when played live. Not many people record them because it's just kind of fallen through the ether. Um, they're very grossly underrated. There's like Grand Polonaises and stuff like that by by Boehm, and there's a lot of great. Um, there's also like Freischitz, uh, what, what, you know the the that thing the what's who wrote that Tulu or something or Tafanel the the Freischitz uh, uh, opera based on Freischitz I think Tafanel did that one super good as well mm-hmm. you know that piece if, uh, oh go back and uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah there's so many underrated pieces like. Uh, I remember for a long time, a lot of people never played the Martin Ballade, and nobody oh, knew so it. Nobody knew it in North America that very well, and then that exploded too by Martin. So Martin, but Ballade, B A L L A D E D. Yeah, that's a very. I think it's still a grossly underrated piece. Um, underrated pieces. Well, I like pieces that are rarely played. You know, there's that are very good. I wonder why. Yeah, Boehm and I some remember stuff. hearing something. I think it's called Elegy or something. Oh yeah, Elegy. Elegy, so beautiful. nice. Beautiful. I, I heard it, it in a masterclass once when I was Me too. sixteen. Yeah, that's it. Never heard it after. Yeah, um, there's that. There's those types of pieces. There's so many. There's a lot of uh, underrated pieces, and it's hard to to find and pick. Also, and the, there was yeah. something. Oh, I don't remember yeah. the title. I'm not going to play The Flight of the Bumble because <laughs> I never really played it. I played it once in high school in a flute quartet. Oh, yeah. But sure. it wasn't the same as this one. So I'm going to learn it and record it yeah. soon. So sorry, but we'll do it soon. We promise. Because you, you won't like it if I <laughs> yeah. play it now. Not even the whole thing. I'm yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. sight reading. Um, do, 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 do. What's your opinion about the Dizel 700 flute? I don't know if we played the 700 flute, Dizel. I know we played a piccolo by Dizel. If we was it the piccolo video? that was in composite? Yeah, yeah, it was good. I remember. Yeah, yeah it was good. It was okay. Yeah. I don't um, remember. Dizal's a good flute pl- flute maker, though. I, I would honestly say he's really good now. Uh, at the beginning, he was ten years ago. He was just starting out, but I mean, he's a he used to work for Powell, if I'm not mistaken, and he makes very good flutes now. He it's very good. I would try a lot of them. That's our mantra, right? Our mantra is always try a lot of flutes that are in your budget, even if they're the same model. Because maybe that one flute wasn't regulated properly than the other one is, you know, and you get a different type of sound. You want a flute that's going to come, that you're going to buy, that's going to work the next day right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, now, hopefully that answers your question. Do you find cheaper flutes between $100 and $200 harder to play, very low, uh, harder to play the very low and very high registers? I'm wondering if I should invest in an intermediate flute to achieve better quality sounds. Yes. <laughs> Don't buy a one hundred dollar or two hundred dollar flute unless it's like a used Yamaha two two one. Sometimes you can be very lucky. Once we found a Yamaha four eighty one for a yeah. hundred bucks. Yeah, for a hundred bucks, a four eighty one Yamaha. Went, yeah, and it was in perfect yeah, condition. Perfect condition. But that's what once oh, in a once lifetime. Once a lifetime, yeah, super rare. Unless you're looking all I the time. I went and checked, and it's just by chance. Yeah, I just said, by chance. Oh, just by maybe chance. I'd like to have a B flute for when I play outside, or and then Not a B I went flute, but a. B flute, like a secondary flute. A secondary flute, yeah, flute yeah, yeah. for when I play outside. Yeah. don't want to bring my nice flute outside. And then I check and there was this flute. Like, <laughs> yeah. how lucky. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty lucky. Um, Doesn't happen. Can you show us the notes of the bumblebee? Yeah, sure. Before we get... It's in the public domain, so... It's a lot of notes. Did you find it on... Um, 
flute uh, yeah, tunes, flute tunes or... or it's it's on flute tunes or I think there's even a I version. Think it starts on a high C. Yeah, it does. But I think it's. Yeah. Yeah. It really starts at where the pianissimo yeah. is. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll learn it. Um, can you please review the Dizau 201 piccolo? We've already reviewed a Dizau piccolo. You can check uh, our video three piccolos, but I don't think this 201. But they're very similar. Yeah, list. Next time we'll go because our next big flutes. batch will be probably in June and July. So you won't probably see any flute review videos until probably July. Probably a probably, summer. Yeah, summer. Because we have to go there. We go there and we review all the flutes all at once. So. Because we don't want to cross the border with several hundred times. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah, with that much. With, with like, with I think the, our the last oh, time we went there was like people noticed oh, the yeah. earrings, but someone made those for me. These are beautiful. flute earrings. If you don't uh, you spin around, we'll see a bit better on the screen. I think yeah, they're little flute earrings. It's a flutist. Yeah, it's a flutist. I think two videos ago. I think I wore them. Uh, you I wore them, like and them. I mentioned them at the bottom, and I think I even mentioned the earrings in the video very quickly. I wore them for a concert lately. Everyone's like, "Oh, your earrings are so nice." Yeah. And what's her name? The lady who makes them. Uh, I'm gonna kill myself because I know her. I know her, but yeah, Heather. Her. Yeah, Heather. 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 I'll leave a description. I'll leave um, links to her in this video as well. But she's also linked in a video two videos ago or three videos ago. I think it's the one about fingers mm -hmm. that you do and. Um, you can go to her her Etsy, and uh, it's like Heather B. Heather B. Uh, oh, I like them. Like that. They're cute. They're super cute. They're super yeah. awesome, and they're very affordable. If you want to support her stuff and support her creativity, you can. Uh, she makes. She's making a new short batch of that stuff because uh, she. Uh, I think those are fresh new ones that she made for just us because it was an old design that she had. Oh, that's nice. Very old design from like 20, 30 years ago, and then oh, yeah. she realized, oh, well, let's give it to let's give it to Emily. That's so nice. Yeah. Um, what else? What if I can afford it? Invest if you can afford it, always invest in an intermediate flute. Enjoy, it. yeah, of course. Um, would you recommend? Oh, moving into university, uh, getting into university, I guess. Would you recommend getting a professional flute first or a piccolo? Yeah, get a professional flute first, yeah, and then get a secondary piccolo. I, I wouldn't invest like okay, another six thousand dollars on a piccolo, yeah, but also, like, there's like, a yet. lot of there's a big price range in professional flutes. Yes. We made a video, like, can you hear the difference yeah, between, between 11, 11 expensive, expensive flutes, flutes? But they're not all expensive. No. In the same, No. you know? Yeah. There's range of expensive. There's range of expensive. <laughs> range so, of expensive depends on the person. Yeah. yeah. And you can find pretty good, like, we went to a Yamaha thing that was a big sale in Montreal. Yeah. And we tried flutes that were not even considered professional, I guess, but they sounded amazing. Yes. And they're, they, they were not that amazing. expensive. Oh, I was no, like, what no. the? They sounded great. That's in intense, yeah. you know? Yeah. That sounds great yeah. for the price. So yeah. maybe you can do both. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you can it do both. It depends on your budget. Yeah. But yeah, maybe you can get a cheaper piccolo and a nice flute. Yeah. Or... Any good alto flutes, uh, I think Shook is asking? Yeah, there's a lot of good alto flutes. We you, have a Sankyo. We have, we're, yeah, we have one of the best alto flutes it's ever amazing. made. It's, it's a Sanko alto flute. I don't even think they even make those that model or even make them anymore. Like they're, it's a top, it's top, amazing. top. Yeah. Um, but also, Dizal makes a uh, one. Jupiter, Jupiter makes one. Yamaha uh, does. Yamaha doesn't. No. I don't think. Oh uh, no! I'm not and sure. they make a they bass flute. Bass. They bass flute. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else makes an alto flute? There's a couple makers. You know, uh, Jupiter. Dizal, 
those are ones I think that are base price. There are also expensive ones that are just like, I think Miyazawa might make one. I think there's a lot, but I think getting yeah. a, an alto flute is a very cool instrument just to play with, around with and stuff. It's a uh, keyed in G, so it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a, it's a trans- yeah, transpiratory yeah. Uh, instrument. Yeah. Bass flutes are awesome too. I'm hoping we get a bass flute eventually. Oh yeah, I would love that. A bass flute would be great. Another alto, because I would love to do all, duo alto stuff, because it's just such a cool sounding instrument. Um, but yeah, so there's so many. Mm. Um, yeah. You can go to flutesforsale.com and they have a whole list of all their altos that they sell and those are the companies you can you can reach out to and find what's going to be good for you. So yeah, um, if that's everything, if that's all the questions, um, we will uh, end off the podcast for today and we do this every two weeks uh, and um, in between that we do our Just Practicing series and that's... Um, what we do and if you want to know more if you have uh, any questions or comments be sure to leave questions and comments down in this video for our next podcast so we can answer those questions and um yeah and feel free to subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet and if you like this video please like it before you leave if you're watching this live and if you're watching this uh not live please be sure to like it and yeah um we'll have a new video tomorrow on mondays um and then uh, we hope you have a great rest of the week I'm Nick. And I'm Emily. And I will, and we will talk to you guys next time. See you later. See you later.